Hello there. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. We are the Take for Take podcast. It is Thursday, September 7th. The NFL is back. Gage, Trent, how we doing? Austin, what's up, buddy? Uh, week one. Week one's here. Week one is here. The wait is over. We are electrified to be back. <laughs> how's the uh, how's the, uh, the orientation week going, Gagers? It is a grind, man, but nothing better than coming home from a long day. And I'm, I'm telling you guys this. This is, this is kind of a hot take, but Central time is elite. Like, having these games on like an hour earlier than you guys on the east on the with eastern standard time is like you don't understand how much that hour means especially on saturdays oh, yeah. like you know waking up on saturdays and having games start at 11 o'clock is elite bro <laughs> and you can you can catch the end of the game too you, you can i'm fucking struggling midway through the third quarter of these thursday and monday games <laughs> yes it is nice you're not lying i i've always been a proponent of central time best time so yeah uh, yeah big 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 central guy right trent living in the the eastern time zone your entire life hey man i i I get out of my comfort zone every now and then i get out of here yeah all right let's 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 before before we get into it hold on before we get into it i do appreciate you asking us we are at least asking gage how how he is on a personal level sometimes we just skip right over to sports and it's nice to humanize us a little bit so i appreciate it big host hey it's more about sports man it, it's about camaraderie here with take for take we care about the people that's right but uh let's jump into this thing man we got a we got a super fun episode we've been um kind of teasing and previewing this um nfl futures and division winner episode for a while uh, probably last few months while we've been knocking out these previews but we're finally here we're going to run through each division we're going to choose our winners. We're going to pick our Super Bowl matchups and our Super Bowl champions. Follow that. We're going to give uh, some NFL futures, and then we're going to dive right into the weekend slate of both NFL and college. We're not going to dive. We'll give a little bit of explanation for these division winners, but if you've been following along, you've been paying attention to all of our previews, so you kind of got an idea of why we pick who we pick, if that makes sense. But... um. Let's 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 waste no time. Let's dive into these and let's uh let's take a alternate route. Let's start with the NFC. Gage, we'll start with the NFC West. Um, who is your division winner in the NFC West? You know, this is going to be such a chalky pick, but I think it's hard to go with anyone besides uh, Kansas City and and Patrick Mahomes and the boys down there in KC. Um, I mean, they're they're minus one eighty to win this division, I, I'm i going to just say I have no explanation for it. I just I just think that's the right one. Okay, true. Um, what about the NFC East, or NFC West? Wait, what would you say? <laughs> <laughs> did you say NFC or AFC? I did. I gave the a- NFC West, man. I teed you up for a, a Niners pick here. Oh, I thought you said AFC. My fault, bro. Just cut that, just cut that little part out. No, no, no. We'll keep it. Just, We're keeping that. I don't know if they have enough value to win the NFC West. A number gauge, I don't know. Minus one sixty for the Niners. For the uh, Chiefs to win the NFC West. Y'all got me the va- fucking confused. The value's what, just what, not. <laughs> what are we doing here? I'm just fucking with you. The fucking. I, I just think you would need a, at least plus money on the Chiefs to win the NFC West, but that's just me. Yeah, minus one eighty to win the NFC is kind of nuts, but. 
kind of seems out of out of reach for them. But, yeah. <laughs> NFC West, Gage, your Niners. NFC West, yes. The the Nick Bosa, highest paid player on the defensive side of the ball in the history of the game. Got a um, bag. NFC West at minus one sixty is is what I'm going to go with. I think Seattle will put up a good fight, but yeah, I think I think that's the top dog in that that division for sure. Yeah, I am also on on the Niners with that one sixty. Um, not much, not much ana, analyst or uh, analysis needed with that. Yeah, I'll complete the, uh, the trifecta for you guys. I'm on the Niners. I think we talked about on the NFC West preview how we all like Seattle. I just think their schedule is really tough. So, I think the Niners are far the safest bet here. I agree. Let's uh, move. Stay in the NFC to the NFC North. Uh, our most recent NFC division preview, um, Trent and I talked about how much we like the Bears, and um, there's a lot of value in this division regardless of who you pick. But I am sticking with the Vikings to repeat as NFC North champions. I don't really get the, not necessarily the disrespect, but they're kind of getting overlooked. And I get the Lions and Dan Campbell. I get the hype with them. I really do. They're really good. But value at plus 260 with the Vikings is I, – I can't pass that up. I mean, their offense is insane. And they didn't they didn't do anything to get worse. I mean, they lost Alvin, but Madison is a perfectly good uh, supplemental uh, piece for him. But I like the Vikings. Yeah, I uh, – when we talked about this division and we talked about how – See, at least I talked about how I think all these teams are going to be around the same win total. They're all just going to be bunched up around eight, nine wins. And with that, I kind of like the value of the Packers and them at plus 350 to win this division. Wow. You believe um, in Jordan Love, like, huh? Yeah, I don't need – that's what I was about to say. It's not like I believe in Jordan Love. Like, I, I just – Came down to in terms of value, came down to them or the Bears, and I just can't get there with the Bears defense. And I just think I think the Packers are good value, so give me the Packers plus three fifty. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll go to the favorite here if you want to so call them the favorites. Um, I'll take Detroit and Dan Campbell, and I feel like this this team has the making of kind of being America's team this year. I think we saw it in Seattle last year, just. A team that you want to root for when they're on and you're watching them. I think tonight's going to be a great test. I think they got a really good shot of winning tonight against Kansas City. Um, Jameer Gibbs and the boys, I think it's going to be a really exciting offense. I think they're going to be one of the top scoring offenses in the league. Um, just compared to these other teams in, in the NFC North, I think the Lions I think the Lions get it done here at plus 140. Is Jared Goff good? He is a good enough quarterback in the NFL, in my opinion. Fair. I, uh, I have a future on golf that we'll get into here in a little bit, but I like that diversity in the NFC North. I can I can get behind that. Um, I don't think there's going to be a lot of diversity <laughs> in the NFC East, if I had to guess. Um, Eagles, obviously the uh, NFC champs last year, they're the favorites at minus 115. Give me Sirianni and the boys minus 115 to win the East. Yeah, and we're all about diversity on this pod. Don't get it twisted. But I am on the Eagles as well. Um, 
over 11 and, or I'm sorry uh, to win the division I, I got ahead of myself on maybe a uh, a, w- a win total huh yeah yeah uh, no I'm on the Eagles as well you know the NFC East hasn't had a repeated division champ in like 19 years it's happening this year so yeah that kind of goes this is, that's a gauge stat where you say that and then you go with the the repeated champ. So I'm <laughs> Shout out. Take, no, take, that's a, take the Giants, Gage. Yeah, you're teeing me up for uh, for my take here with the Cowboys. Um, I am taking them at plus 175 to win this win this division. Kind of harped on it when we talked about this division in our previews about the Eagles, and I think I was the only one that chose them to go under their win total. Uh, just with that back half of their schedule, man, that stretch is so tough with – with the Cowboys um, being the two bookends of a couple tough games in the middle there. But I think Cowboys get it done. I also have a lot of futures on Cowboys players that we'll get into in a little bit. Um, I'm kind of high on this team right now, even with Kellen Moore being departed off and and all the moving factors. But I I think I think the Cowboys are going to be a surprise team this year. I'll take them at plus 175. Can they really be? I mean, I get that. Actually, I don't. Can they really be a surprise team? Like, I think people. I think they're a team that, like, people know they're good, but they see Dak and they see the interception numbers, and I feel like they just automatically think they're not as good as they really are. I don't. Right. I don't. It, they're a weird team. They really are. Would you take Dak or Jared Goff? I'd take Dak. Ten out of ten. Don't don't be disrespectful. Come on. Yeah. No, I I'm I I really I think Dak's good. I think he gets a lot. Of sh- he gets shit on a lot for no reason, but. NFC South, um, arguably the worst division in football <laughs> as of right now. I think both the AFC and NFC South are pretty fucking bad. But um, I'm going with the favorite, no surprise. The Saints at plus 130. Um, Tampa Bay is in hell right now. Carolina, rookie quarterback, got to prove it to me first. And Atlanta, I really like Arthur Smith, and they got a solid team down there. But um, give me uh, – Dennis Allen and the boys, Derek Carr, will lead the Saints to a uh, NFC South championship. Yeah, I second everything you said, um, except maybe Den- Dennis Allen and the boys. I don't know if he one I want to highlight here, but um, I think the Saints are going to have a really good offense, and their defense will be good. So um, in that division, give me the Saints. Yeah, again, I talked about it in, in the preview for this division. I love, I love what they got going down, what they got going on down in Atlanta. Um, I love their offense. Their defense is obviously a little bit more questionable, but I think on paper they have one of, not one of, but they have a very talented offensive roster. Um, I think Bijan's gonna lead uh, all all rookies in rushing, obviously. But I, I don't know. I I can't. I might really eat my words like four weeks into the year when Atlanta's 0-4 or 1-3 or something like that, but I think Desmond Ritter is, like we kind of said about golf, I think he's he can be a good enough quarterback in the league, especially with the weapons that he has around him. So, yeah, I'll take a little stab in the dark with Atlanta at plus 210 for this division. Does, it is so bad. So. Does Kyle Pitts get any better with Desmond Ritter as his quarterback or not? That's hard to say it gets better, but I think I think that Mariota is really Mariota sucked last year, so Okay. I, 
fair enough. I think Gallopitz could have a big year. Relatively big. Relatively, yeah. Let's 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 chill out a little bit. AFC West. We know Gage loves uh, Mahomes and the boys in Kansas City already, but uh, I think it's a uh, I think that's a clean sweep. I think the Chargers have good value there, plus three hundred. But I mean, it's it's Andy Reid and Mahomes. I'm not betting against that. So give me the Chiefs, and I Trent. I'm sure you can second that or third that. Huh. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say I, I'm just not gonna bet against. What you said so. As much as I like the Chargers, it's just Mahomes. It's Andy Reid. Forget it. Do you guys do you guys think if Mahomes with any team in the NFL, um, that team would like instantly become a, a Super Bowl contender, kind of like a LeBron James effect of the NFL? I think they could come up. I think they do instantly become a contender, but. Actually, no, I don't actually know because there's some rosters that are really fucking bad, and I get he's the greatest player on planet Earth, but no, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, I was actually had this hypothetical the other day. Asked asked this to me, and um, I think that like if you get Mahomes, you automatically have a top five offense. No yeah. matter what your roster is, but the defense would be an issue. So, like, if you went to the Cardinals, they would have a top five offense, but their defense would still be shit, and they'd probably would be like in the playoff hunt. But it, they're not. I don't think they're super. Yeah, good. I guess that was a kind of not as good of a question as it was in my head because I guess in the, in the NBA you can do you can do it on both sides of the ball, but Mahomes can't go play nickel for. Yeah, you know the Raiders and get it done. No, I, I I get I get the thought behind the question, and what's funny is. Um, I got asked that question the other day with the uh, Packers. If he went on to the Packers, are they instantly a Super Bowl contender? And I said yes, because offensively, those two teams are pretty much like built the exact same. You know, solid offensive lines, uh, two uh, two headed running back game or two running back game receivers. They don't have a, a, a real wide receiver one. I guess now they have Christian Watkins, but but yeah. I got a I got a question for y'all really quick. I don't know if I've asked this on the pod before, but who do you think wins in a race? Andy Reid running a hundred yards or Tyreek Hill three hundred yards? Tyreek Hill three hundred yards is not even close. Yeah, I don't think Andy Reid would make it would make it fifty yards before his ass is on the on the turf. I think Tyreek. That's what I think, and I got a lot of pushback from that. A lot of people, but that man, I don't think his heart. Heart is pumping after fifty yards. Healthy heart or not, he's not running a hundred yards that quick. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm with you. All right, AFC South. Jacksonville is the favorites minus one fifty five. The addition of Calvin Ridley to that offense is scary. Defense is pretty solid. Um, Gage, who do you have winning the South? Yeah, you, you, you cheated up perfectly for me. Um, I love Jacksonville, not only in this division, but I love them as as a Super Bowl contender, believe it or not. I think this wow. team is good enough. I think uh, Doug Peterson and the boys are trending so upward. I think the ceiling is uh, is higher than, than a lot of people can think. Um, I think, like you said, Calvin Ridley, I have futures on him as well. I think that going to win a lot of money on the kid who used to win a lot of money on other things. Um, what a goat. But, yeah, 
I love Jacksonville. I know they're kind of a heavy favorite, minus 155, but I don't know. I'm high on this team as well. Trenton? I have, Jack, I have uh, Jacksonville as well, but I'm not as high on them as you are, Gage. I just think they're it's kind of by default in this division. I'm not buying the Titans buzz, and you know we know Houston and Indy are probably a couple of years away from from making noise. So the Jags, but by default. Yeah. So I took a flyer in this division a few months ago. Before I, I took the Colts, I, I got them at plus six hundred. I took them to win the South before the Jonathan Taylor drama went down. Um, I don't know why, but I love Anthony Richardson, and I thought that this offense was going to be really, really special. I have a lot of concerns now with JT and that whole ordeal. So I'm probably going to look like a fucking idiot at the end of the year, but I'm, I'm rocking with Indy. I'm sticking with my gut. Give me the Colts plus 550 now. Odds actually went down. Plus 550 to win the AFC South. I'm not... I think Trevor Lawrence makes a huge leap this year and becomes pretty good. But give me the Colts. AFC East. Up there with the AFC North in terms of toughest divisions in football. Bills... Favorites at plus 120. Um, Jets are getting a lot of hype there at plus 250. But I will rock with Josh Allen, Sean McDermott. Give me the Buffalo Bills to win at plus 120. On the Jets, plus 250. I think it comes down to those two teams. I think there's a pretty clear tier of that division and bottom tier. So I'll just scoop up the value with the Jets at plus 250, but it could go either way. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Austin. I, I think I think Buffalo gets it done. I think they're playing for a lot more, um, a lot more than just football this year. I think they're, they got heavy hearts, obviously, with everything with DeMar going, what he went through and him back and everything like that. But like you said, Trent, it's, it's really just a battle of them too, and I love what New York's got going on with with the Rodgers Garrett connection and everything like that. But it, it's hard to go against Josh Allen, so I'll rock with them as as well as plus one twenty. I really like this Jets team too. I think they're I think they're really good. I do like them to to make the playoffs. But I was talking with someone the other day in a group chat. I'm not going to say the name, but you know who you are. He was talking shit about the whole Demar Hamlin thing because he's not a starter and that. The whole thing's getting overblown right now. You know who you are, but you need to uh, you need to to expand your knowledge of ball. And um, this is also one of those guys that that got on our throats, Trent, about the whole Josh Allen, Joe Burrow uh, ideal or uh, debate that we had last week or earlier this week. Expose him. No, no, no. We'll, we'll he, he will rename um, anonymous, but. Um, his uh his football knowledge is kind of is kind of eh it's kind of iffy so doesn't that doesn't surprise me coming from a Bengals fan but no don't uh, let's let's this is kind of this could go a uh, 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 a number of directions it's got me <laughs> fucking worried right now got me stuttering you brought it up you brought it up big guy I know I'm just it's just leading into the AFC North 
Um, her bad influence on uh, on me. I know that. No, 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 no. Um, AFC North, the last uh, last division we got to talk about here in the uh, the best division in football, top to bottom. Um, you could make a case for any four of these teams to win this division, and I would believe you. But I am rocking with my gut, and I am taking Baltimore at plus 210 to win the North. I'm banking on Lamar to stay healthy. He's got the offensive weapons around him. He's finally got a good wide receiver's room. J.K. Dobbins is healthy. That defense is insane. We all know that. Give me Baltimore at plus 210 to win the North. Come at me, Bengals fans. Fuck all of you. I have the... uh... (laughs) I have the Ravens. I have the Ravens as well. At uh, plus two. What did you say? Plus two what? Two ten. Two ten. Yeah. I wrote down or the Browns at plus four hundred. Maybe that's just like a little bias thing, but I'm gonna go with the Ravens as my official pick. Although I do like the Browns value, but um, I'm pretty high on the Ravens this year. It seems like a lot of people are or on them, and I get that. Our defense has some injuries, and there's questions about their cornerback room. But, oh, man, like Lamar's usually, what is his, he wins at like a 75% clip. And I think they're going to have a great rushing attack and a great passing attack. So, out of what I said about the Ravens, I think they have a chance to um, AFC Championship game. So, I like, uh, I like them to take the division. Yeah, I'm going to go a completely different route of you guys and, and take the, the dark horse here in Pittsburgh. I kind of talked to you a little bit about it, Austin, at the house, but didn't really get to explain it much. Um, I don't hate that. I really don't. Yeah. I, they're just a team where it, it's, it's, it seems like it's always a coin flip game with them. Like, the spread's always within a field goal, no matter where they're at, who they're playing. We know how good their fucking defense is. Um, I have T.J. Watt winning Defense Player of the Year. I'll just say it now. Um, I think... I think George Pickens is, is finally coming to form and fruition with the hype that he had coming out of the coming out of college and stuff. And I have a lot of trust in Pickett as well. I think Najee's going to get stuff done. And I don't know. I, it's hard to say because I've never like rooted for Pittsburgh, and this doesn't mean I'm going to root for Pittsburgh. But I, they're going to be overlooked a lot this year, and they're going to they're going to win games they're not supposed to win. And I really think it's going to come down to the the two matchups I have with Cincinnati and. I think I think they get it done, and I love plus four seventies crazy for a division that really could go any way. Um, so that's that's what I'll rock with. I'll, I'll take a stab in the dark. We're about to get shit on Good. by, by the Bengals fans, and I love it. I love it. They need to be humble. I like the Bengals though. Don't get me wrong, but Bengals fans need to be humble. Let's uh. Let's do let's do some futures. Actually, you know what? Fuck futures. We'll wait a little bit. Let's do let's do some award pick, man. I'm I'm sc- I'm just scrolling through here. It's kind of got me got me racing a little bit. Um, Josh Allen, or I'm sorry, Mahomes is not a heavy favorite to win MVP. He is the favorite though, followed by Josh Allen and Burrow, and uh, Herbert right behind them. There's some solid guys just looking here with value. Um, I mean, Trevor Lawrence could make a huge leap this year. Some are saying plus 1,600. Aaron Rodgers is plus 1,600. Dak, who seems like he could lead the league in passing yards every year, is plus 1,600. Um, but my MVP is go- is coming from the AFC North, and he is playing quarterback. 
and he does play for the Baltimore Ravens. I am taking Lamar Jackson plus 1,600 to win the MVP. Again, I'm banking on him being healthy. Um, I think this offense is special. I think Zay Flowers is a huge addition for this team, and I like Lamar to take uh, Baltimore to the Super Bowl this year. Wow. Spoiler alert. Wow. I thought I was going to be the one that's high on the Ravens, but I guess you're higher. I'm very high on the Ravens, man. I really like this team. I guess I'll go, and I have a that I bet uh, probably like three months ago, and like everyone's starting to bet him, or at least everyone bet him at that time too, so I don't feel as good about it, but and with my guy, Justin Fields, at plus 2,000. Wow. I love I it. I'm, I love it. I'm, I'm banking on that Jalen Hurts year three bump, Jeff Dallin year three bump. Um, I still think he's going to run all over the place, and I think they're going to have a better passing attack. The, the thing that scares me is obviously they might not get the wins because of the defense, so he might, not, he might be a better pick for Offensive Player of the Year. Um. But I, like I said, uh, it's already a future. It's been it's been sitting in my uh, active bets for uh, quite some time. So I'm just going to roll with it at plus 2,000. Yeah, and I'm going to come in and ruin everyone's party and take Patrick Mahomes simply because... Oh, come on. Simply because... No, you know, this this went a lot of ways for me. And I have a lot of dark horses with the other awards, but... Simply talking, the most valuable player in the NFL is it, it's got to be Patrick Mahomes, and especially with Kelsey hurt, I know it might hurt his numbers and everything, and but I don't know. I'm especially plus six hundred isn't even that bad for him to win win MVP, and I I really think he's going to do it again. So just give him to me, and let's move the fuck on. That's boring. Defensive, but really cool. I mean, Gages, he's right. Like plus six hundred, it's not like he's plus. 150. I feel like the 600 is still yeah. good value for Patrick Mahomes. So. Yeah, it is. Did you, guys but... see that? Did you guys see that documentary on Netflix? Come on, man. That quarterback? What, quarterback? Yeah, that, those last couple episodes should just show you. I, I never looked at him like that, like as a true dog, but come on, he's the best player in the NFL. We all know it. Quit trying to, quit trying to fool yourself. Yeah, Mahomes is him. Let's uh, defensive player of the year. Um, I am... Holy shit, these are ridiculous. Um, Micah Parsons, the uh, the clear favorite, plus 450. Um, I have a feeling I'm going to steal your thunder. So, Trent, I will let you choose your uh, defensive player of the year. It's Miles Garrett, plus 600. Retweet. Um, yeah, I mean, I think he's going to – he's already been a, a dominant player, but I think – the additions the Browns made on their defensive line, Alvin Tomlinson, um, Buffalo coming over from the um, the shit. Where did he come from? Who? I who? Uh, Oko Okoronkwo. Yeah, from the Texans. He's a, he's kind of a pass rush specialist, and then obviously this is Darius Smith from the Vikings as well. Um, I don't know, man. Preseason, you can't tell much, but they've been just pushing people around in preseason, and he hasn't even played. So I think he's going to get possibly 20 sacks, and uh, he might contest for that that sack record from TJ Watt. So, yeah, I think this is the year he finally wins one. Retweet. 
Gage. You're going with Miles as well. Miles Garrett is my pick. Yes. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going with uh, with TJ Watt. I think he won what it last year. Had he not gotten hurt, and that's kind of his biggest liability. Honestly, is staying on the field. Um, and I think as long as he does that, he. I mean, he's going to be right up there at the end, and I think it's just going to come down to, like you said, I think Miles Garrett is going to need a 20-plus sack season to to win this thing, and he very easily will. He could he could get that, um, but I'm I'm going to rock with with TJ Watt, the Steelers, and my team this year. I think uh, uh, Sauce Gardner plus two thousand is solid value if he can um, kind of pile up the interceptions this year. I kind of I like that as kind of a flyer, but. Let's uh let's stick on def- uh, stay on the defensive side of the ball. Let's talk about rookies. Defensive rookie of the year. Um, I think a lot more better options than offensive rookie of the year. Um, there's a ton of these rookies that are really solid in my opinion. There's a lot of value, and with that being said, I am taking a defensive back that is on a defensive juggernaut, not juggernaut, but their secondary is fucking insane. I'm taking Devin Witherspoon. Rookie out of Illinois with Seattle at plus two thousand to win my defensive rookie of the year. I know they got they got a crowded DB room, Tariq Woolen, and um kid out of UC Kobe Bryant, but Devin Witherspoon is him, and it, it, Seattle got a steal with him falling all the way to them, and I like him a lot. Um, really quick. Kelsey just got ruled out for tonight's game. I told you guys. And Noah Gray, anytime touchdown. His odds are going to be fucking shit when this comes out, but I take him anytime touchdown. I'm telling you. Anyway, Gage, you go because I got a, a tinker with my fantasy team. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so do I. It's, it's a great feeling when your number one pick is ruled out for the very opening week. It, it doesn't get much better than that, honestly. Yeah, but, uh, um, where were we on offensive or defensive? Defense rookie. Defensive rookie. Yeah. Um, I think my my two are between Will Anderson, arguably the best player to come out of Alabama, um, and Jalen Carter. And I'm going to take Jalen Carter. He's got a little bit more value. Um, let's see. I got him at plus five fifty. I think the Eagles letting Javon Graves go. Um, is a huge, huge hole that they have to fill, and I think Jalen Carter is the perfect, perfect player to to try to fill those shoes. And he's gonna have to be in the mix early. They're expecting him to to just shoot out of like a shoot out of a cannon really early on in the year, and he's gonna need to do that to win this award. And I really think he will on that defensive line. It's gonna be hard to double team anybody, leaving one guy one on one or trying to send another guy someone else's way it's going to be an absolute nightmare for an offensive line i can't even imagine what it's going to be like for prep for the offensive line when you go up against philly um but yeah i don't i don't i don't dislike your pick austin but i, I like Jalen carter a little bit better to make a bigger impact yeah gage i'm on Jalen carter as well at plus 550 um i don't i don't i wasn't listening to what you were saying because i was trying to figure out who i'm starting at tight end so uh, I just heard that last part, so I, I just whatever whatever you just said, agree with. Just let the record show. Thanks, Trent. Trust me that much. I do. Are we doing? <laughs> I think we missed offensive player of the year, Austin. Or did we do that? And I just completely zoned out. No, we we, we haven't done. We haven't done it yet. My bad. 
defensive, uh, we just did defensive rookie of the year, offensive rookie of the year. Um, I am going chalky with Bijan plus 300. I'd be surprised if either of you have anybody else. But um, Anthony Richardson, a plus 700. You guys know I'm high on him. That's good value. And um, Zay, the receivers, Zay Flowers and Addison, uh, Jordan Addison, both at plus 1,600. I think are solid flyers. But uh, I, I'm going chalky, and I'm going Bijan, the favorite, at plus 300. Yeah, I'll, uh, I don't know if I'm going to steal your thunder, Sharon, but I'll back you there, Austin. I think... I think this is like the perfect fit for him as well. I think Washington's one of the most run-heavy offenses in the league. Um, and it kind of said a lot that they had four backs last year that averaged about five yards a touch, and they prioritized him, Bijan, in the draft. So I think it's it's a testament to how much priority this guy's going to have um, in this offense and how big of a role he's going to play. And like you said, I think, I think he's going to run this award um, right out the water, in my opinion. I, I hear all that, but I'm going with Dorian Thompson Robinson. <laughs> Wait, Trent, real quick. What are his uh, odds, who'd dude? Who did you pick up for tight end this week? Tyler Higby. And leagues. Yeah, and not no, me. No Cooper Cup. Is he available in your league? Because he's got to be their uh, number one now. Awesome. I'll take Jawan Johnson for you. Shout out. He is going to touchdown Saturday, uh, Sunday. All right. Uh, but, yeah, I'm, I'm going Dijon again or with you guys. So Fair enough. Last award we're going to talk about, Offensive Player of the Year. Trent, you tried to jump the gun, so uh, feel free to take point here. Who are you taking? I'm going to go with uh, a quarterback here. I'll tell you why. I'm going to go with Josh Allen. Wow. Plus 3,000. Um, I think that he's going to put up MVP numbers, but I think the Bills could – not win as many games as people think. Um, like I could see them going ten and seven, and and putting up you know forty five touchdowns, you know nine hundred rushing yards, stuff like that. Maybe not nine hundred. That's a lot, but I could see him having an MVP caliber season. And the only reason he doesn't win it is because his team's record isn't as good as like Mahomes or Hurts. So. Um, I think they give him offensive player of the year and plus three thousand. I mean, that's that's great value there. So, yeah, I'll uh, I'll jump the gun before you go, Austin, because I got to play with a lot of value too. And um, shout out Columbus, shout out three one four six one four. I'll take Garrett Wilson as my offensive player of the year plus twenty five hundred. Um, like I said, I'm buying in on the on the Aaron Rodgers to Garrett Wilson height. I mean, this kid put up. Sorry if you hear the dogs. This kid put up over 1,100 yards last year, and he had he had the milf lover thrown to him all year um, outside of Mike, Mike White and Mike White and uh, who else? Who Joe Flacco? Joe Flacco thrown to him all year. So uh, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm high on Garrett Wilson. I'm high on Aaron Rodgers. I'm high on the Jets, and I I just I just love the value here. I, I can see him putting up. 1500 plus yards maybe double digit touchdowns so i'll rock with gw for this one yeah i uh i do like the double digit touchdowns kind of uh hinting at one of these futures i have but i'm gonna go running back and this running back i love the afc north this year by the way but i'm taking nick chubb to my offensive player of the year at plus 1800 
Um, I think it's hard to say Nick Chubb breaks out, but I think he has the best year of his career this year, which kind of filters into my, my first future that I have, which is Nick Chubb to lead the NFL in rushing yards. Um, I, I just I think Nick Chubb has a really special year. Um, I don't really know why. I mean, I like him a lot. I know he's the favorite to to lead the NFL in rushing yards at plus three ninety, but I, I I I mean, I think he's the best overall running back outside of McCaffrey in the NFL. Um, so yeah, give me Nick Chubb, offensive player of the year, and most rushing yards in the NFL. We going right into some futures here. Let's do it, man. We'll tweet out our yeah. uh, we'll tweet out our division winners and also tweet out our um, award picks. But yeah, let's let's do these futures, man. Yeah, let's just maybe if any of them are late, just just hop in and, and chime in and give your input. And yep, I mean it kind of fits. Oh my god, not my dog, by the way. <laughs> but I'm uh, usually the one with the dog. I know, dog man. Gage is Gage is struggling tonight, but I'll I, I'll stay with I'll 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 kind of get things going again with my second future. And uh, surprise, surprise, it's another AFC North pick, but um. Zay Flowers to lead all rookies in receiving yards. Um, I know he is plus 350, I believe, right now, but I got him right after the draft at plus 950. Um, I think Lamar has an MVP kind of year. I think Zay Flowers takes a lot of pressure off of Odell. So, yeah, Zay Flowers to win, or I'm sorry, to lead rookies in receiving yards. Uh, yeah, I'll give you my first one, and Austin, you're going to like this one. It's Derek Carr, over 36.50 and a half passing yards. Love that. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't see how he doesn't hit that number. I know, obviously, injuries are always baked into these, but, um, I mean, they're going to be throwing. I'm, I'm pretty high on the Saints of passing attack this year, and he has the weapons to do it. So, And Derek Carr has been a player that's, that's you know, always – at least been in contention for those passing yards. So I think he clears this fairly easily. Yeah. Um, we just got a word from our producers that we kind of got to speed this up a little bit. So I'll just rattle off a few here. Um, I have Nick Chubb just over 12, 1,200.5 rushing yards is his line this year. Um, he set this past two years. He hit in 2021, too, while missing two games um, since he's entered the league. I mean, this this dude's averaged, I think, like over six yards a rush. And bearing injury, I think he'll 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 hit this line fairly easily. Um, back to my Garrett Wilson hype train, over 1,125 and a half yards for the year. I'm going to stick with another Buckeye, Chris Olave. Um, kind of goes with Derek Carr's numbers, over 1,050 and a half yards um, receiving for the year. Um, I'll give a little Dak talk. Um, over 26 and a half passing touchdowns this year. I mean, this kid, th- this dude threw for 23 last year, and he was throwing to to wide receiver twos with T.Y. Hilton and Noah Brown and Kevontae Turpin and stuff like that. Um, I mean, they acquired Brandon Cooks, as we know, a lot of veteran experience there. And I think I think people are overlooking the Zeke departure. I think this opens up the window for a lot of goal line touchdown passes for Dak. Um, so I think he can get 26 with some wide receiver twos out there. I think he can, he can clear this mark fairly easily. Um, maybe just one more. Is that right? Yeah. Boss? No, run through him, bro. Run through him. 
Um, Derrick Henry over nine and a half rushing touchdowns. He's I'm, hit this I'm number. On that. I'm on that also. Yeah. This one was was very surprising to me. Um, I mean, I don't think this offense didn't change much. If anything, it, it kind of benefited Derrick Henry because they built around him. Um, I mean, this, this dude's hit this number every year since his second season in 2017. And I think him... I mean, we think Derrick Henry, two-plus touchdowns every week is a lock regardless. So you think he can score at least half a touchdown each game to hit this number. So those are a couple, just a couple of my futures. We'll maybe tweet a couple more out, but yeah. Yeah, to uh, to highlight a few of the ones I have, Gage, I'm also on Nick Chubb's rushing yards. I am on Tony Pollard, over 1,000 and a half rushing yards this year. Um, I also like Tony Pollard, 10-plus touchdowns as a flyer, plus 220. Um, I'm also on, um, what's his face, Chris Olave's receiving yards this year. And I have a couple uh, touchdown parlays on the season that I, that I want to give out to everybody. Uh, these are 10-plus rushing touchdowns, parlayed, five-leg five parlay. Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb, Tony Pollard, Bijan Robinson, and shout-out David Montgomery in Detroit. 10-plus touchdowns each. Um, if you threw 10 bucks on that, you win just about 2400 I think that's insane value for that. And then I'll give out one passing touchdown parlay I have. This is a 35-plus passing touchdown parlay, a little four-legger. I have Joe Shiesty, Justin Herbert, Kirk Cousins, and Trevor Lawrence. Uh, four-leg parlay plus 8465 I think that's insane value. Um. Yeah, I mean, Gage, I have a lot of the same futures you have, but uh, we'll tweet out our full list here tonight. Yep. Um, I'll rattle off the rest of mine. I only have four more. I'm pretty simple. I'm big on the Eagles this year. I have their over 11.5 wins at plus 104. You're getting plus money for that. I mean, I just – if you look at their schedule – think there there's a chance they start I don't know eight no um and that goes into my next bet which is uh Eagles last remaining undefeated team plus 850 I really like that I like that um, a lot check out that, yeah check out that early season schedule if they they have a tough one uh at New York like week six who knows that might that might do it by then but uh, if they get past New York I don't think they're losing until week eight or nine um, so I really like that. I have Justin Herbert, uh, most passing yards at plus 450. With Kellen Moore there, they're going to air it out deep downfield. I think he's going to have a lot of 350-yard passing performances. And um, I still question that defense, so be in some shootouts. Um, and I really like this one. This is a team I'm not high on this year. The Dolphins to not make the playoffs at minus 115. Wow, that's top pretty good AFC. value. Yeah, man. And the top top AFC, if you're getting pretty much even odds on the Dolphins to miss the playoffs, um, like I said, I think they're a clear third in that division. And, you know, the rest of the AFC is loaded. So I like that a lot. Yeah, my last future real quick, I, I skipped over this, is Saints over nine and a half wins. Easiest schedule in the NFL by far this year. Um, you can get that at plus money, plus 114. I threw a nice little uh, profit boost on there on FanDuel. 
It's got them juiced up to plus 150 over nine and a half wins. Futures, man. Can't fucking wait to, to come back in six months from now and see how bad we did. I've never, I've never sweated a futures bet. So this is like, this, honestly, this is my first year. I know we talked about them before. This is my first year placing them. They're fun, dude. I was going to say, it, it, I, I bet coming down the stretch when you just need a few a few numbers here and there, um, I bet that's just electric to sweat the last few weeks of the year. Yeah, they're a lot of fun. I have a few uh, touchdown, like total touchdown parlays that I'll tweet out also. But let's use these last few minutes to uh, to run through the slate, man. Week one is here in the NFL. Um, we, we'll get into college ball here shortly. The slate's not as great. But um, we'll tweet out our, our NFL picks later this week when we have them officially locked in. Um, we're going to do the same thing with our college picks. Um, we don't have all of our picks locked in yet, but we do have some. So let's start in the NFL. Hold on real quick. Yes. Real quick, Austin. No explanation, nothing. Uh, Super Bowl winner. Yes, yes. I, I'm, I completely skipped over that. I am going... Uh, Baltimore Ravens over the Niners. I was on mute. I was on mute. Eagles over Chiefs. I am going to uh, take the Niners over the Bengals. Love it. We almost had that last year. We did. Except Trent went to be a bandwagon and fucking bet the same Super Bowl as last year, but whatever. Week one, week one NFL slate, man. What we're going to do, we're going to keep it simple. We're going to run through each game. You know, we're going to announce them, announce the lines. If we have action on it, we're going to talk about it. If not, we're going to move on and we'll go from there. But let's start with Thursday night. Detroit going to Kansas City. Kansas City right now after this Travis Kelsey news is a three and a half point favorite. The line started up at seven. They are currently sitting at three and a half minus 215 on the money line. I have... No action on this game other than Noah Gray anytime touchdown. Yeah, I got bad intel on this uh, Travis Kelsey thing. So I I nabbed the Chiefs at minus four and a half. My, my source said he was playing. He's not playing. Tough. Um, <laughs> I look at, let's see what the cash out looks like. Um, stand by, stand by. You might need to, uh, you might need to reevaluate your, uh, your sources. Yeah, I'm definitely not going to be trusting that guy. If I can cash out, only lose dollars in value. What do you think? I mean, let it ride. Fuck it. Let it ride. I'm riding. I'm riding with Mahomes. Getting their Super Bowl rings in prime time at home. Yeah, let's go. Let's go, Chiefs. Yeah, I have. I have no play on this. I do like a lean and um, Scott Moore anytime touchdown, but I have no action on this game. Gage, you're Niners. Kicking things off Sunday afternoon, one one p.m. slate. Niners going into Pittsburgh, giving two and a half minus one thirty-two on the money line. I do have an official play in this game. I have the Niners money line. Uh, might be chalk, might be chalky, might be scary, but at one thirty-two, um, I, I just these are two teams I kind of don't like to bet against. So. I naturally have to bet against one of them. It's just kind of how it works. I like Christian McCaffrey to have a solid day on the ground. I like Ayuk to score a touchdown in this game, but my official play is Niners money line minus 132. This is going to be a fun game, man. I'm looking forward to watching this game. I am too. And Defensive battle. Yeah, it will be. That's why the total is low at 41. Um, 
you know, I was leaning Pittsburgh here, but I don't think I could pull the trigger with, with Bosa um, getting that contract and coming back. So I'm gonna I'm just gonna enjoy this one. This will be a good game. It, it wouldn't surprise me either way if, if this goes if this game goes either way. So looking forward to it. Gosh, I feel like uh, like I'm I'm running a daycare over here. Um, yeah, this this kind of falls directly <laughs> into play with what I was saying about the Steelers. They're playing the NFC runner-ups at home, and they're less than a field goal underdog. Um, I mean, this hurts. It really does. But I'm going to – I have an official play on this, and it's Steelers plus two and a half. I pray to God the Niners can win by one or two points so I can be happy on both sides. Weekend middle, yeah. Uh, But, I mean, opening day at home against a team like the Niners, Pittsburgh is going to be absolutely fucking rocking. Give me me, me the black and gold to, to cover at least. Yeah, other than Bengals-Browns, this is probably the best game on the slate, in my opinion. Um, let's move on. Carolina going to Atlanta. Falcons laying three and a half. Um, another official play I have is Falcons minus three and a half. Um, Gage, yeah, Gage, I know you're high on him, but I like Arthur Smith. And um, I, I just nothing about this Carolina team stands out to me, offensively or defensively. Um, yeah, I like the the Falcons at home getting three and a half, or giving three and a half. I'm sorry, Trent. You want? I'll just I'll just go real quick. That's my that's my second and last official play for for week one in the NFL. Um, I kind of gave you guys a little stat earlier in the group chat. Rookie quarterbacks drafted number one overall in their season debut. Oh and and thirteen straight up and one and twelve ATS. Um, in Atlanta, pretty high on this team. I think Bijan goes nuts. And, uh, yeah, I, I think Atlanta gets it done. I think they win fairly comfortably. And that will be my last official play in the NFL. Yeah, this will be a, a, a fun game to watch. Um, I'm really interested to see what Bryce Young looks like. And I, I feel for him because of his weapons. Um, I think it's going to be really bad in terms of separating. I don't know if... Um, Atlanta is the team to expose Carolina in that facet in terms of their their secondary, but if I had to lean, I would I would lean Atlanta um, just because of that offense and their run game. Um, no, I think this game will be fairly close throughout and low scoring. Baltimore and Houston. This line has gone up since I was looking at it earlier today. Currently sits at minus ten. In favor of the Ravens, over under set at forty three and a half. I have no play here, but I would not be surprised if the Ravens roll. I feel like the Ravens always get shitty. A cake cakewalk. Week one, yeah, like it's kind of weird, and it's it's fr- coming from a Browns fan. Obviously, it's like what the fuck. Like I feel like we're always like an elite elite team week one, and um. You know, they get like a rookie QB or a rebuilding team or whatever. So, um, tens a lot of points, and I do think that um, I like the the Texans offensive coordinator over there. I think they they could be something uh, a force to be reckoned with at some point of the year. But catching them week one is be nice. So, I wouldn't play anything, but good spot for the Ravens for sure. I agree. 
Next one. Yeah, I'll I got nothing. Yeah, yeah, my bad. Bengals, Browns. Bengals going to Browns. This line has also gone down. I saw it at plus two, or I'm sorry, I saw it at two and a half earlier today. Currently sitting at one and a half, minus 122 on the money line for the Bengals. I have no play here, and I probably won't have any play here. This is a game that I am very excited to watch. Uh, I'm going to go with the Brownies money line. Uh, I surprise, know you surprise. You guys probably guessed it. Um, but I and on the last pod, I think it was, in the AFC North pod, I kind of um, laid out the case for the Browns. I think this is a good spot for them. In the Bengals week one, um, you know, they do have a new left tackle. I think the Browns will get a lot of pressure. And um, it looks like Denzel Ward is going to play. Which is huge. So, um, Browns plus money money line. I think they. I think they pull off this win. T Higgins anytime touchdown. I kind of like it. Yeah, like I said, I don't have any other official plays, but a lean would definitely be uh, the Brownies to to make a statement at home early on with a huge huge opening day. Tampa Bay going to Minnesota. Line is currently sitting at five and a half. Um, I love, love Minnesota this year. Not an official play. I got nothing on this game, but I would not be surprised if Minnesota puts it on Tampa Bay and that defense talk, I mean, bad or not. I, I don't believe in Baker Mayfield one fucking bit, so I think Minnesota wins that game pretty easily, but I have no play on it. Yeah, I don't have a play. I kind of like the over uh, 45 and a half, I think, I'm looking at now. Um, so I think I think uh, Minnesota's going to pick up where they left off on offense with Jordan Addison coming in. And um, I do think the, the Buccaneers can get some explosive plays on the Vikings defense. So I think that game could be something like 31-24, something like that. Next game on slate, the the worst game on the slate in my opinion, the lowest over or the lowest the lowest over under total set at thirty eight and a half. Washington playing host to the Cardinals, giving a touchdown right now, minus seven. No thank you, stink fest. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm not betting this game. But, um Josh Dobbs, man, he's not bad. So, I'd be surprised. That. I'd be surprised if I bet anything on the Cardinals this year. On all, like even if they have a massive spread, I I, I, don't, I don't think I'm touching this. This might be a no touch team all year. Did you see that report? Um, Sidetrack us here, but obviously the Cardinals are tanking, and they have since pick as well. Do you guys see that report from Caleb Williams? His, <laughs> his dad was like, "Hey, like he could." could return to school if he doesn't like the team that is picking first overall if you're a cardinals fan and you're like just all that that's the one thing (laughs) you had to look forward to before the start of the year right before the start of the season his dad says that you're probably like what the fuck yeah that's Um, kind of yeah i don't think he's gonna he's not gonna do that i just think that's it's hilarious it's just all talk but yeah it's it's, i just i just thought about the cardinals fan and just be like what the fuck yeah but uh yeah josh dobbs 
Next one o'clock slate or next one o'clock game. Colts playing host to Jacksonville. Jacksonville laying four and a half on the road. I have no play in this game, but this is a game that I could see going over that forty-six and a half. Yeah, I, I'm just I don't have a read on this game. I mean the Jags should win this, but I I I'm not I just don't I don't have much to say. The final one o'clock game. Conclude the one o'clock window. New Orleans playing host to Tennessee. Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry, and the boys coming in to the Superdome. Saints laying three and a half over on their set at 41 and a half. I, surprise, surprise, I'm on the Saints minus three. Um, what's it called? Titans offensive line struggles. Saints strength of their defense is that front seven. I think they can get after Tannehill. Um, I mean, Derrick Henry does his thing as he does against everybody else. But I don't trust Ryan Tannehill and the weapons the Titans have out uh, outside the numbers to get it done. I like Derek Carr to, to make a statement in his first game as a Saint. Um, give me the Saints minus three. Also, Jake Hayner fucking taking PEDs or he's banned the first six games of the year. What the fuck are you doing as a third string quarterback taking PEDs? That's your boy. That is my boy, but what the fuck? Yeah, that's kind of... I, I got that update on my phone, and I was like, well, that's fucking random. I expect to get that. So random. Um, but give me but, give me Saints minus three. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Austin, with three. I think the... Uh, I mean, the Titans... The Titans, the Titans had a really good rush defense last year and a horrible pass defense. And I think Derek Carr, Alave, and Michael Thomas, and Rashid Shaheed kind of have their way through the air in this game, so... I would look at maybe Saints team total, given that the old runner is only 41, favored by three. Um, quick math in my head, the over under is probably what, 22 and a half, something like that, in their team total. You said, what was it? You 22 and a half? Just guessing. It um, is, you're a goat, 22 and a half. Yeah, quick math. So I, I, I kind of like that. If I had to play anything, I might play that, actually. So I like it. 4 o'clock window. Eagles kicking things off in New England. Eagles minus 4. Over-under set at 45 straight. Um, no play for me on this game. Yeah, no play for me as well. Um, I'm, you know I'm high on the Eagles this year. No. I don't think the Patriots get blown out. I think they, they make it a game. So I think you're safe with the Eagles' money line. But I don't I don't want to lay the points given Bill Belichick. And I could see him making this game close. Yeah, I'm not laying a 210 money line straight, but maybe to juice a parlay a little bit short. Uh, Denver, Las Vegas. Denver, three and a half favorites at home against the Raiders. Um, another game I am staying away from. I'm staying a lot. I'm staying away from a lot of lines week one. I like to kind of to gauge and kind of see where teams are after week one, and then I kind of go from that. Yeah, I mean this game is like fucking shit show versus shit show. So I probably would have jumped on the Raiders, but this like Chandler Chandler Jones story. I don't know if you guys seen this. I have um, not. 
Yeah, he's like basically going crazy at um, on his social media about the Raiders and how they're. I don't even want to try to put words to it, but it ended with the Raiders sending like a uh, crisis team to his house on him or something of course he posted it on his social media like these guys are clowns so I'd say he's questionable for week one but we'll see <laughs> alright speed through the, the rest of this 4 o'clock slate man Seattle and the Rams Seattle minus 4 I'd probably lay the 4 with Seattle here at home but I got nothing on this game yeah I'm seeing minus 5 but um, FanDuel FanDuel currently has minus four. Okay. Well, I kind of like minus four then. Um, with no four. That seems low. It does seem kind of low, seems, actually. It seems really low with no Cooper Cup. I might be on Seattle minus four, actually, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of like that as too. That too. Bears, um, Bears playing host to the Packers. Jordan Love coming to Chicago. Bears minus one and a half, minus 116 on the money line. Um, not an official play, but I may dabble in the Bears money line here. Uh, I like them at home. I'll be pulling for my uh, NFC team, the Bears, but I'm not going to play anything. I mean, there's it's minus one. It's basically a pick em game, so nothing would surprise me here. True. Dolphins Chargers. I think this over gets fucking shattered at 50 and a half. Not, a, not an official play of mine. But I probably will sprinkle a little bit on that. Chargers minus three at home. Give me nothing on the line, but maybe a little bit on the over. I'm on the Chargers minus three. Um, Brandon Staley, you know, given all his faults, he does design a pretty, pretty advanced defense in terms of taking away a passing attack. And I think he has the formula to take away Tua. Um, you know, keep them out of the middle of the field, make them throw um, outside the boundaries. And um, I think, you know, you guys know that I'm lower on the Dolphins than a lot of people. So Chargers, you know, if they just get out of their own way, they should win this game by more than three points. Yeah, I agree. I like uh, Kellen Moore in that offense too. Battle of the NFC East, Sunday night football, man. Cal or Callis, the Dallas Cowboys going into Meadowlands, taking on the Giants. Cowboys are three-and-a-half-point favorites. I have nothing on this game other than a touchdown score, which is Tony Pollard, 80-time touchdown. But uh, this is going to be a kick-my-feet-up-and-root-for-Tony-Pollard-touchdown kind of game for me. Yeah, I've had this bet uh, for a couple weeks now. I'm on the Giants plus three-and-a-half here. I love getting the hook. Um, this is just going to be a close game, man. I mean, the Giants are at home. Um, it's going to be a crazy crowd. And I am skeptical of the Cowboys this year. I'm skeptical of that offense without Kellen Moore. So um, as much as I am a Dak guy, I just don't – I'm not sure that um, Mike McCarthy calling your plays is going to be helpful for your career. So getting the hook, I, I thought this line would be like two and a half. So getting three and a half, I'm, I'm all over it. Yeah, I'm surprised it's three and a half. I thought it would be kind of more like the Monday night game with Bills and Jets. Uh, Bills two and a half point favorites uh, against the Jets and Aaron Rodgers. I will absolutely have no money on this game. I will be enjoying watching this primetime game. A phenomenal Monday night game. Just absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, 
Yeah, I'm the same way with you. I'm not planning on planning on having any money on this game. We'll see how the weekend goes. And, and, <laughs> you know, if I need to, I need something to chase or whatever. But uh, yeah, this is you know you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna have money on the game. I'll have a side right now. I'll just be honest. It's Monday night. It's a lone game. I'm gonna have money on it. But fair. Uh, but yeah, I don't I don't have a play per se. Gotcha. Week one, man. Week one is here. It is so so here. Um, and again, for those for those that are uh, kind of wondering, we we do have a pick'em challenge going right now. We uh, we're gonna have six official plays moving forward, combined with college and NFL. We can choose any six plays we want. It can be an anytime touchdown score. It can be Shadur Sanders over on passing yards. It doesn't matter. Six plays. We're gonna tweet them out before the kickoff this weekend. Just that way, you guys can kind of take a look, see what we got, and uh, follow along with us. But let's let's uh, let's pivot here a little bit, Gage. You can take the point on college ball. We got some decent matchups on Saturday. Um, a good a good Friday night game, and in my opinion, Illinois and Kansas. But um, overall, the slate's okay. Nothing great. Uh, ranked matchup: Texas and Alabama. Obviously, Saturday night. But what's your first play of the weekend, Gage? Um, I think we'll just stay right there in, in Tuscaloosa. I think this is the most intriguing matchup of the week of the weekend. Um, big, big rematch um, from last year. And I'm not sure if the line is where it is. Or I'm not sure where the line is now, but I got Texas with the hook at plus seven and a half. Um, that is the current line, yeah. Okay, so it's been pretty steady. Um, I... I lied, I lied, I lied, I lied, I lied, I lied. It's seven right now. Oh, okay, good. That's uh, that's even better because the stat I have is with Nick Saban. Um, he's two and five ATS against the spread, while a seven, seven or less um, point favorite at home since his time in Tuscaloosa. And, I mean, it hasn't happened many times, but I want to say I trust Quinn Earls, Quinn Ewers. Ewers. Uh, I want to say I trust him enough to get the win, but I, I, I don't. I think I trust him enough to keep this game close and within a field goal. Um, my only concern is going to be if Jama, Jama, if Bama jumps out, um, jumps out early, and that home crowd plays a huge factor down there in the South. Um, super excited for this game. I think I think it's going to be really really close, and hopefully hopefully the Longhorns can get it done because. Fuck Bama, simply. Yeah, Texas plus seven is a is a lean of mine right now. I'll probably end up playing it, but um, yeah, I mean, getting a touchdown. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I second everything you said, Gage. Trent, you got anything on that on that action or any action on that game? Uh, I don't have any action. I would lean Texas. Um, I gotta be honest, Austin. I think you're underrating the slate a little bit. I am fucking pumped for that. I'm a Texas game. The game's going to be so much fun. Well, yeah. Uh, I mean, outside of that, I mean, two. Oh, hold on, hold on. Okay. You got okay. you got you got Colorado, the fight fighting Deion Sanders uh, at twelve o'clock against Nebraska. That's going to be a great game. Just in terms of intrigue, you're going to love watching that game. I have action on that game. You got Notre Dame at NC State. Also have well, action on that game. Uh, we got the Buckeyes playing. That's always a must-watch. Nice matchup in. Uh, and that Tulane against Ole Miss. That's going to be a fun one. Texas A&M at Miami. 
that's an exciting matchup. Uh, how about how about Oregon going to Texas Tech? Texas Tech, Texas Tech. I, I was on. I, I didn't even mention this on like the bad beats shit, but I was on Texas Tech last week on their money line in a parlay against Wyoming. Uh-huh. Against Wyoming. All right. You guys know I was high on Texas Tech. I picked them to win the fucking conference, <laughs> and they're they're up seventeen to zero against Wyoming, and they lose in overtime. First of all, why are they? Why, why is Texas Tech going to to Wyoming week one? That's so random as shit. But I think anyway. the question is why the fuck do you have their money line in a parlay? What was that? Like minus eight hundred, minus one thousand, like a fifteen team fucking parlay. <laughs> all, the, all the all the top faves, I bet. Probably. I'd have to go back. I I had quite a few, but anyway, um, I was also on there on there minus fourteen, but um, or I think I got it at thirteen and a half. Either way, it lost. So, but but I think that's going to be a tough test for Oregon, um, that people are going to overlook because they lost that game. That's going to be a tough test. I mean, Oregon's only favored by Oregon's favored by less than a touchdown, um, at Texas Tech. Oh. So, um, I know I just jumped around Austin, but no, you're good, man. Wisconsin, Washington State is going to be a good game too. So I, I think it's a good slate. I think it's a really good slate. Um, and I, you know, I just love college ball, so everything's good Fair. slate. But Texas Alabama is going to be a fantastic game. Uh, I'm re- I'll be rooting for Texas. I'll play Texas. Um, I think seven is too much. I don't I don't buy that Texas is. Um, I think Texas was very vanilla in their offense against Rice, so um, I think it's going to be a really good game. I don't know if they win, but I'll be I'll be pulling for them like you guys are. Fair, Gage. Um, I know you uh, you got to get out here a little bit sooner than we do. You would you you want to run through the rest of your picks or talk about any game that you that you want to talk about? Uh, sure. Yeah, I'll stay with Oregon. I think I think they do cover. Um, the touchdown spread here, especially after putting up 81 points. I think they may lean on your boy Bucky Irvin a little bit more, Trent, um, to run the ball and, and get the game started that way and maybe let Bo Nix air it out a little later down the street, down the road. Um, down, the street. Think just, down the street. <laughs> <laughs> my brain my brain hurts, dude. Give me a break. Um, I think this is also uh, a scary situation if Oregon jumps out of the gate pretty early and, and puts their – foot on the gas but I don't think they're going to let up um, so expect them to win by a touchdown here um, I also expect North Carolina State to cover the seven and a half spread at home I love that I'm on that too um, eight and three ATS when they're a dog at home um, I forgot to put a date down for that but regardless this is a team when they're at home getting points um, watch out because they are a fucking wagon uh, and if, what what my last play is going to be um, Utah. Utah minus eight um, against Baylor. Baylor looked absolutely shitty last week. Gave up almost 450 yards to Texas State. Um, well, this is a line where I'm seeing if I'm just going to continue to watch if Cam Rising back. If Cam Rising is back and see where this this number ends up at. Um, but I trust I trust Utah's offense and, and Kyle Winningham to go into Waco and, and get the job done, minus eight. So those are my plays. I do have to run. I have old man's softball tonight that I got to catch. So Hey, go catch a dub. A couple of them. Love that. All right, brother, get out of here. Good luck. We'll talk to you later. See you, buddy.
All right, see you guys. Peace. Yeah. All right, Trent. Let's run. Let's run through the rest of this quick, uh, slate pretty quick, man. Not pretty quick, but let's go through our picks pretty quick, and then we can uh, we can dabble in a, a few of these games. Um, you mentioned pretty much every game that you thought was a good game is really the game I have action on. <laughs> Um, start. We'll start in uh in Colorado, man. I'm all over. I played this Sunday night while I was watching LSU and Florida State. I'm on Colorado minus two and a half. Um, I I I mean I admit Colorado's defense looked horrible against TCU, but I believe in Shador Sanders, Travis Hunter, Deion Sanders, and that offense to get it done. And I'm not betting against Colorado in their first home game. Like, that's just not happening. I know the line movement was fucking insane. It jumped, like, 13 points or something like that. But I'm not I'm not betting against them at home. No shot. Give me Colorado minus two and a half. Yeah, so I think this is an interesting game. Um, there's going to be people like you that are on Colorado. There's going to be people jump on Nebraska just because um, the trendy pick is Colorado. I'm going to jump on the under here, 59. I, I, think I was looking at that too. Yeah, I mean, I was on the over last week with Nebraska. Obviously, that was terrible. But I think that, you know, you got you got a game of film out on what Colorado wants to do, right? Um, so they have a, how to stop Colorado. I think Nebraska knows that they can run the ball on Colorado, so that's going to keep the clock turning. Um, and they're not going to fuck around and try to try to do anything they can't in terms of passing the ball. Um, and I could see Colorado, you know, can't play much better offensively than they did this week. And, you know, say what you want about Nebraska, but I would say they have a better defense than TCU. So I like the under 59. Um, this game be something like, you know, 31-26, you know, that keeps you under so um that's 57 i think so i'm gonna play the under here are you looking at 59 yes i just scrolled past it i believe it was 59 is the number that i saw 58 and a half it's gone down okay i still like it so i'll take the under there the next game i was checking out was Gage mentioned uh, NC State plus seven and a half at home against Notre Dame. I am also on that. Um, I'm also kind of leaning Oregon minus the six and a half. Um, haven't decided if I'm going to actually play that or not. But one of these, but this game I actually am going to play, and that's Boise State plus three and a half at home versus Central Florida. Um, I was on Washington last week against Boise State. Um, that Washington offense is fucking insane. But Boise State, it, this is only the second game since 2001 that they're playing at home and they're an underdog. That's 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 huge to me. Gus Malzahn or Malzahn is four and seven ATS since we, since taking over UCF last year. I think this line is a little bit of an overreaction to that Washington game last week. Boise State getting three and a half is. A lot of points, in my opinion. I will be taking them plus three and a half. I'll also be sprinkling them money line. Yeah, I don't have a play there, um, but you know, 
I think your logic is sound. I appreciate that. Thank you. Hopefully it's uh hopefully you agree with this one too. I am also going to a little bit of over not overreaction, but I'm taking Purdue plus three and a half at Virginia Tech. Um Fresno State, I mean I I, I told you guys last week that, that Fresno State defense is for real. I know Purdue put up a lot of points, but they lost. Fresno State I'm sorry, Purdue plus three and a half is a good bounce back spot for Virginia Tech. Um, the Virginia Tech rushing defense is, is susceptible to big gains. Um, they gave up 200 yards last week to ODU, which is not good. Um, I, I, I like Purdue in this spot here, man. I think Hudson Card kind of gets on track and kind of kicks off a good stretch here in the season. I like Purdue plus three and a half. Also, haven't decided yet, but I do like them on the money line. I have not decided if I'm playing it or not, but definitely give me three and a half. Yeah, I, I can't be with you, man. Purdue fucked me last uh, last week, so I'm gonna stay, steer, steer clear. Of Just an automatic game. fade, huh? Yeah, yeah. Them and Hudson Card. True. It's kind of like Iowa basketball for me. If you know, you know. Yeah. Never, never again with them. So. Yeah. Good luck to you. Well, thank you, sir. And I mean, looking at the rest of the slate, I mean, in terms of plays, I mean, I don't really have. Anything else? Nothing kind of really stuck out to me. Other, than, I mean, the UTSA Texas State over. I know it's high set, 66 and a half. Kind of speaks to me a little bit. I want to. I fucking want to take Washington minus thirty four and a half against Tulsa, but that is so many points, so I probably won't. Um, I mean, yeah, nothing. I, I'm not in love with this slate, man. I mean, you're you're allowed to like it. That's fine, but like, I just I don't. The games I like are the games I will have action on, and we we talked about them already. Like I don't love this slate. Yeah, I mean, I I I'm not gonna do my official picks yet. I'm gonna have some more picks as I dive a little deeper into the slate. Um, but I'm just more so excited to watch. Yeah, there is one one spread that stands out to me. Um, that you know I'm gonna consider playing. It's USC. Uh, minus 29 and a half against Stanford. Um, Fuck Caleb Williams. Fuck USC. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't get why that line is not here. Um, I mean, Stanford was projected to be one of the worst teams in, in division one. Yeah. And, and they beat Hawaii and all of a sudden they're getting some respect. Like consider me skeptical at, Stanford is going to make any noise. I mean, I could see them, you know, outside of Sacramento State, I could see them losing every other game on their schedule. So, um, that just seems low. I mean, they're not going to stop USC. And, you know, can they score one point maybe against USC's defense, but USC might score, you know, 58. So, that sticks, that sticks out to me in terms of, not like a game I'm super intrigued and locked in to watch, but just in terms of a, a, a side, I kind of like USC. You won't take uh, USC's team total over 49 and a half? Uh, Pretty much even money right now. Yeah, I mean, I might. <laughs> I might. I mean, I, I, I like, the, I like the, the spread more. Yeah, I'm just fucking with you. Because of USC's, yeah, just because, you know, 
I, I don't know. Like, I, I just think Stanford's not good. Like, I don't know why Hawaii. I mean, I'm pretty sure they were dogs to Hawaii, weren't they? Um, no, they? they were three and a half point favorites. I know that. Okay. I know that because I was on Hawaii. But like even so, like if you're three and a half yeah. point favorites versus Hawaii, you should be more than twenty nine and a half point favor underdogs versus USC. So no, I agree. Um, that would be that would be what stands out to me. Um, Washington, Wisconsin, or Washington State, Wisconsin is a, is a fun game to watch. Yep, I like uh, that too. Plugged into that, I already mentioned Oregon, Texas Tech. I know Gage is on uh, Oregon there, right? He um, is. Miami, Texas, a- Texas A and M is a really fun game. 3.30 slot so uh, I'm not sure where I'd go with that the A&M 4 on the road um, that's, that's an interesting line and um, give it Ohio State line 41 and a half Youngstown okay. State coming off a big win it's uh, Valparaiso so yeah no thanks 41 is <laughs> pretty high does Ohio State Ohio State get to 41 points? I think so. I think so. I, I fucking hope so. Yeah, regardless if they do or not, we're going to kick off next week's show with that. So let's pray to God that they do. I mean, yeah, man. Week two, college football, week one, NFL. Final thing before we get out here. You you think Ball State scores more than three points against Georgia? They're over on there right now set at three and a half. <laughs> what did uh remind me what ball state did last week ball state i have no idea what the fuck ball state last week did let me i'll tell you here in a second hold up i would be shocked if they scored four points against georgia ball so state they, they uh they lost 44 to 14 to kentucky 44 to 14 to kentucky. all they need is one touchdown one touchdown and they get it yeah, I don't, I don't uh, hate it. I don't hate it. I mean, Kentucky's a pretty solid team this year, so you know, scoring fourteen against them is no uh, nothing to, to hang your hat on, or nothing to uh, to beat yourself up over. I guess yeah, would be the right, right. Uh, please, please don't take ball. Please don't take ball state three over three and a half points. But uh, week two college football, man. Week two college football. Week one NFL is here. Fucking football is totally back now. We've been saying it's coming, or it's back, but it is totally back now. Super pumped. Again, like we said earlier on, we, uh, we'll throw out our picks. Uh, we'll recap all the division winners, our um, award winners, our, we'll recap a few of the futures, and then we'll give out, obviously, our weekend picks before Saturday. But we're here, man. We're, we're locked in. We're... We're excited to to officially get the ball rolling on football season. All these previews are done and out of the way. We can dedicate all of our time to football. Let's fucking go, man. I'm fucking pumped. So, until next time, we'll catch you boys later.